0: Welcome to It's All Fine and Angie, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life
1: good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hey guys, welcome to episode 95 of the It's All Fine and Angie podcast. Holy smokes, we have five more left.
2: I know, to the big one, zero, zero.
1: Yes. That's 100. And we've been... (laughs) Like I don't want to sound like a <laughs> booze hound, but we've been holding on to this special bottle of wine for that night, and I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to that. Hey,
2: listen. They've watched us drink wine during many episodes. I mean, very true. you know,
1: very, it's something true.
2: we do. It's okay. We're adults. That's we right. We can drink wine if we want to.
1: And we do that on occasion, but we are very excited for today's episode because today we have a very special guest, and I think you guys are going to find some very useful information in this interview.
2: especially our business owners.
1: Yes. Oh, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I would say, but even for any of you that just work in a company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. um, Her name is Wendy Sellers, and we are so excited to have her on the show. She is the HR lady, or better known as the HR lady. That
2: pretty much sums it up. Right? I know, right?
1: <laughs> uh, with the HR Realty Consulting Agency, she does strategic HR advice, training. She's mm. a public speaker, an author, a leadership coach, and the list goes on and on. She so
2: has um a lot of things she does.
1: She has quite the resume, you Exciting. know. Exciting. So, so let's go ahead and bring her on now. Hi, Wendy. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: very well happy sunday and thank you for joining us this morning it's still morning isn't it it is
0: i think right it's still the end of the morning (laughs) okay it's late morning
1: you know sunday though i don't know about you this is not even true really because on sundays we're up and out a lot of times too but we like to try to move a little slower on the weekends if possible sunday
2: is usually our recording day for podcast stuff so we are so happy that people are flexible and able to join us on this day because it's the weekend. Yes. Most yes, people want to be absolutely. out doing stuff. So.
1: so thanks for giving up some of your time today for us. We're excited to learn more about you.
2: Sure. Thanks for having me. So the first thing that we always do is we want to get to know our guest a little bit and intro you to everyone listening. So tell us a little bit just about yourself. Personal, if you want to. You can go as deep as you want or keep it as simple as you want, whatever you're comfortable with.
0: Sure. So, Wendy Sellers, known as the HR
2: lady, guess what I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to get. Yeah. But, um, absolutely. You, but you should brand that. It title, is hard, though, because that is like, that should be yours. You know, I absolutely. don't, don't want to
1: say it's hard, but it's, you do a lot more than just what I would consider. I think most people would yeah. consider traditional HR, though.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I would love to talk about that more. And going back on the branding, I actually have two trademarks on it.
2: <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, oh that's wonderful. Yes. Yep. I, I would say trademarks. snatch that up.
0: Yep. So I have two trademarks on the HR lady. Um, been doing HR forever, kind of fell into it. And that's how I met Dan a long time ago. Literally met a recruiter in an elevator and I had a, a paper resume. Remember those? Um, oh. <laughs> that's a real elevator was, pitch. Yeah, actually. I was literally what? in an elevator going to an interview somewhere else. And, um, a recruiter, a headhunter happened to be standing next to me and said, what do you, you know, what do you do? And at that time I did not do HR. I'm like, I just, you know, I, I need a job. And Mm -hmm. that's, uh, somebody where Dan works now, where I used to work, it was his ex-wife and he was one of the owners. And she said, oh, my ex-husband needs an HR person. All right, put me in. And that is yeah. literally how I got started in HR. <laughs>
2: oh my god, what a story! You weren't even looking for that Joe. You're just like something. Just no. I me mean,
0: something. I was in um, I was in retail management previously and restaurant, and then um, mm-hmm. my goal was H uh healthcare, but it never really. I, I started going oh. down that route and decided it wasn't for me. So I every time I was in retail or restaurant management, I ended up on the people side. So I kind of. You know, it was leaning there. I just wasn't formally there, but yeah, that's literally how I started becoming the HR lady. And then at that at that job, there were we were small at that time. There wasn't really any titles, and everybody yeah. just was like, "Go to the HR lady." <laughs>
2: so, they just they just made that title up for you. Yeah. That is it amazing. Was,
0: and here I am, how many years later, with uh, books and a company called the HR Lady trademarks. Um, very interesting, but I love so what I do. Cool.
2: Yeah. Because I was going to say, usually when we're in retail, I was in retail for years and I love certain aspects of retail, the people part. I love some of the other stuff. Not so not much. Too much, you know? So it's kind of like you, you got in a position that you enjoyed because you got to deal with people.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. I always tell everybody, Uh, especially people that are are hiring for, you know, entry level or any kind of person. I'm like, if you could find somebody who liked and did well in retail or restaurant, they can literally do anything.
2: (laughs)
1: Yes. We we are the
2: jack of all trades, the jills of all trades, whatever. I could see that.
1: (laughs) I could definitely see that. Um, You know, Matt Sharkey came from that side of the world too, who's one of our main IT guys now. So there's definitely some truth to that.
0: It is because you've got to deal with not only your own people, your, but your customers. And Mm -hmm. so you can, if you do, can end up in retail or restaurant and not fail, you know, even if you just tolerate it, you can learn to do anything. That's that's my opinion. So I'm really concentrating really hard with a lot of my clients who are super busy for, because of COVID, you know, so healthcare and manufacturing and Mm -hmm. saying, let's, let's take the unemployed restaurant and retail workers who can, you know, do anything, deal with any kind of drama, any kind of situation. Let's just train them over here where we don't have people. They already have the people skills. Now we just got to train them for the technical skills.
1: Oh, that's, oh wow. That's, yeah,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah. That's also one of those things where it seems like you just landed in the career that's really cut out for you because even your experience from that, like who would know that? Who would know yeah. that you, I, I would can, know that. Would you know?
2: <laughs> oh, that yeah, that's somebody that, that can hack retail, can hack anything. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, because you're asked to do, especially if you're in retail management, yeah, you're asked to do so many different jobs that you're really not trained for. Oh, I got you. Gotcha. Know, oh, here, do inventory. Here, do you know, this, learn this new scheduling app here. Yeah. Do, you know, I mean, it's so oh, many here. different things
0: what the box, uh, the box truck at 3.00 AM because we're not allowed to let anybody
2: else do it. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Like just, <laughs> and they just sure. move around. They just do it. Yeah, You know what I mean?
1: Well, well no, I guess what I meant, cause I know you know you're a multitasker and you're really good at uh, speeding up the production process mm-hmm. and getting people to be able to do more. Um, and and so i know you know that side of it i guess what i meant was as it relates to like another business i would have never thought and maybe you would have but you know with your past experience knowing from what i used to do when you're talking to businesses especially like you said now to go pluck people from that industry yeah. that aren't working right now and say i know they don't have any experience in this but trust me they can do it
2: yeah. because
1: of what they were able to do on the retail side that's really yeah. interesting is different.
2: that an easy sell to companies or you know how are you able to get them to take that chance uh when they
0: have high turnover with the the old way they were doing things yeah. you know because mm-hmm. they're like so i have a i have healthcare and i have a lot of different clients but two of my industries are healthcare and um manufacturing and they are literally like listen we could teach them to do the job now Maybe can't teach them to be a nurse, right? But they can teach oh, yeah. them to be yeah. a health uh, home health aide. It's just a it's a short uh, certification, you know, certified nursing assistants, all of that. And they're mm-hmm. like, we will pay for that for them to get that, and we will train them in house, and then pay for them to get the certification. Their issues are usually um, the people part that they don't get along Mm. with coworkers or they just don't like people. Well, if you don't like people, you don't, you can't be in a nursing home, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, true. Very
1: true. (laughs) You
0: got to really like people and you got to really like elderly people and possibly elderly people who are sick or might have dementia. And then in manufacturing, a lot of it is the same thing. If you, if you get your foot in the door, you know, literally filling boxes or, um, product, it's just about getting along with other people that will end up letting you go up the up the you know leadership roles so mm-hmm. um i don't work with i don't uh, voluntarily work with clients who are not flexible and adaptable um and i also obviously wouldn't work with anybody who i would who would be knowingly not diverse equitable or inclusive and if i find that I out
1: then oh, i love that
0: yeah I, I just um i have the it's not about money for me. I learned that quickly, uh, becoming my own, you know, my own business. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I can go out and help people. I know I can, but I'm probably going to be broke for a while. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And that, that did hold true, but I was prepared for it and then, you know, became successful. And it's, it's funny, uh, funny and not funny during COVID. Um, I've, I mean, I need a nap. I, I need a nap right now because the past year, you know, wow. 10 months has been so busy just helping people get through it. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I just did for free because it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I love it. You know, so every year well, and for the, the viewers that are on, um, I live in my RV by choice. And we could talk about that. Yeah, we
1: are going to talk about that. Yeah.
0: yeah, sure. So, but that also gives me the little bit of the liberty to say, okay, if I have a bad couple months, I'm I'm going to be okay, and
2: yeah. that's how I you think. Yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah. I always think about let's deal with the worst case scenario and then hope for the best where other people think about the best only and then they're not prepared for the worst.
2: Yep.
1: And yeah. so
0: um I really thought last year was going to be like okay everybody's everybody's out everybody's canceling everything but it turned out to be quite the opposite. I so you know, that. that's
2: that's funny because we have found that with a lot of our smaller businesses and some people we've interviewed Have a business has been born from last year.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We
2: had James Hicks on and he started his own financial wealth and management company due to what was going on last year because people were like, uh oh.
1: I want to save money.
2: Now I can see that we can be struck with something like this. This is the real world, right? And I need to be more careful with my finances. So it's pretty cool. We've heard a lot of positive stories like you're telling us that. Their business is kind of booming. From what yeah, last and time. as you
1: can imagine, you know, I work in IT, but the IT side of things has gone <laughs> up because now everyone's at home and doesn't yes. know how to use their equipment and everything. So I love that that kind of worked. It sounds like it worked in your favor um, in a way. Did it? Did it? Did business increase or did it just kind of stay the same throughout all this?
0: Uh, it changed, so it was interesting. Be- right before COVID, I said something's got to give. I'm on the road all the time. I'm all over the state, you know, visiting my clients, doing trainings, all this stuff. So, uh, let me back up here a minute and just tell you a little bit what I do. So what I typically do is I work with customers. I work with companies that don't have HR. And so I'm their Mm -hmm. HR advisor. I help them get systems set up and then I'm the, you know, fix these people problems. And then on the other hand, so it's about half of my business. The other half of my business, they may or may not have HR, but I'm doing leadership training. So I'm trying to train people who either have some management training, some supervisory or none, and trying to get them to common sense, real life leadership training, not yeah. like a four-year degree, not all this crazy stuff like, hey, this is what you're going to learn in college. This is what really happens.
1: (laughs) Okay. So that was one of my questions. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I did want to ask you specifically about that leadership stuff. So Mm -hmm. in my, you know, I've I've been in a leadership position in my company for a very long time. And in my opinion, it's almost an art to do it properly. Now, this is, again, my opinion. I know you've got a lot more experience than I do on this, but to be sort of a, Supportive and uplifting to my team, but also making sure that people are on track, especially when they're working from home now, and they you can't see them as much. And you know me, I've been working with a remote team for a long time, but to be able to lead by example, to be able to uh, motivate the team to get the job done, but also to be able to stay on top of them enough to say, "Hey, what's going on? You haven't I haven't seen really anything from you yeah. in the past week. What have you been doing?" You know, it's a very To me, it's like an art. It's a balancing act to determine, you know, exactly what that is. And I guess what I wanted to ask you is doing this in this time of COVID where you're meeting with leaders and you're trying to teach them how to be leaders, has the language changed for you when you're trying to teach them how to manage people that may not be someone in the same office with them? Are you seeing a lot of companies that have a lot of work from home and now they're having to Mm -hmm. try to do leadership? skills mm-hmm. in a way that are different than they did before
0: so yes and no so the the first you know is it different no it's the same exact thing here's yeah. the Good. number one thing that i hear day after day after day and you're not going to be surprised is communication communication, yeah. communication, mm-hmm. communication communication so the people who think that they can only manage uh their employees if they're in front of them is because they don't trust they don't yeah. trust their yeah. employees and they, and they don't know how to communicate without, you know, spying on them, so to speak. Yeah. yeah uh, good point. You know, And so now for the industries that were able to work from home and are continuing to work from home, if you had a manager uh, and I say manager in title, cause they really aren't a leader because leaders know how to communicate. If yeah. they're like, Oh, our pe- my people aren't around me. I don't, you know, now I'm, I'm freaking out. I don't know what they're doing. Well, again, Grab that mirror. You seem to be part of the problem. Yeah, boy, it's you. Now, with that said, um, in uh, everybody has different personality styles. So some people do better when they are they're with people, you know, talking to them and everything. And then other people do better when they're kind of by themselves in a in a little cave, and they get a lot more done. Like a programmer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So um, (laughs) virtual has changed that dynamics for the people mm-hmm. who get more work done and prefer to be left alone they're rocking they're like this yeah. is oh, awesome yeah. my manager's not bothering me
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
0: because my manager doesn't know how to use zoom <laughs> <You know>?
2: right <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i found when i was a manager in retail is I wanted my assistants or my key holders or really anybody that was interested in kind of learning more about the businesses business side. I wanted them to be able to do the job I could do because then that would if they wanted to move up, they could, but then I don't have to worry about stuff as much. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. do that shadowing and that micromanaging because I know they were trained properly. Yeah. And they can do it if I'm not there. You know, so I think that is, you know, the, the cool way that you're teaching people to do things is, hey, yeah
0: I just uh, was in a with a client um, in person, actually, uh, Thursday and Friday in Sarasota. And one of the last items we were talking about, in fact, right before this, the show, I just put it on YouTube, a a quick one minute uh, video about delegation and that uh, with delegation you know, in order to get stuff done, especially the important stuff, the the high value stuff, we have to delegate. In order to delegate, that means we have to train. In order to train, we have to coach. In order to coach, coach, we have to trust. And that yeah. trust yeah. part is where it breaks down because uh, I'll do it better myself. And it's like, okay, you're not a leader. Then you're yeah. you're a taskmaster. That's it. And you happen mm-hmm. to have a fancy title, but everybody knows you're not a leader. Yeah. And yeah you might want to grab the mirror and figure that out yourself. If you want to be the the true leader, you need to delegate. And um, Dan, going back to one of your, your questions uh, a few minutes ago, management has changed. Leadership has changed um, really over the past, you know, two decades. It used to be way, way back in the old days, and nobody really knows when the old days are, but it used to be, you have, 80% of your job is your job and 20% is management. And now yeah. it's flipped. Mm. You know now it's yeah. it's flipped of you know 80 per, if you're a manager especially if you're a leader um the you know 80% of your job is managing dealing communicating with human beings and yeah. 20% mm-hmm. is getting things done and what I what I see is we promote people and we go oh you're going to be a manager and then they fail. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, they just took the management title because it was more money and you didn't offer yeah. them something else. And then, but you also didn't take anything off their plate. And so eventually, you know, we, we crumble and we just say, I'm out of here. I'm going to go somewhere yeah. else.
2: Yeah. So. More is expected. So, it's almost
1: a miracle that we made it. It was like trial (laughs) by fire back in our, (laughs) really, back in our sort of (laughs) scenario. But this all speaks very closely to me. I know a lot of the listeners will find value in this, but it speaks very closely to me because I I guess maybe just out of sheer habit or luck, even prior to COVID, I'm talking with my team as a whole, individually, regularly enough to to get that sort of trust, I guess, is what it is. I didn't even realize that until you said it, where I know person A. I know them. They're on my team. I've talked to them enough to know they are going to handle it. I don't have to get involved. And I think. um,
2: That's part of being a good leader, too, though, is that you either hire the people and train them properly so that you know that job is going yeah. to get done properly and then you can leave them to do their own thing. Right. Okay? And the
1: other thing I'll do, which I, you may or may not recommend is I'll say, let me know if you need me. Just, no, I'm, it's, here, I'm here for you. If you need get in a bind.
0: No, I definitely do recommend that. But it, to go even a step further there, you have to know your, each of your individual employees, um, personalities and their characteristics mm-hmm. so that if one, would never call you because it would be mortifying to them, then you have to, you know, call them Recap. more often sure. or say, Absolutely. Hey, I see this going on. Um, I, I want to help. And then there's yeah. other ones that are like, I'll, I'll call you when I need you. And so, yeah. You know, we have uh, we have these human beings with these feelings and personalities and age differences and ah, you know, background differences and gender differences. And, yeah. you know, do I have 10 people living in my house? Do I have one person? Do I have what country did I come from? What language do I have? We have all this yes. stuff. And it's like, do
1: I have teenagers? Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Am I working from home? Are there people in my house working from home? And, you know, yeah. are my kids at school or are my kids are doing school at home. So, yeah it's just this whole mishmash of feelings, um, which some of us, me don't do well with. Um, and we have to say, you know, <laughs> we have pe- people yeah. in the maroon shirts don't do well with
2: <laughs> yeah. we try, we, like, try. We, we try, we do try.
1: I am the same we, way though. I really am. Yeah. And I think that's why, um, to me, I, I, I say on one hand, I have a hard time with the feelings, but on the other hand, I do want my team and all my teammates to know that I care about, I, I them. Care about yeah. them. And I, I um, it's not just the job, you know, it's, and maybe I'm in a lucky position because I have that smaller team that's worked their way up through. And so they're kind of specialists by the time they get to me. I can't imagine starting just with a group of people and having to do what you're training people to do. Um, you know, and have all that, consider the feelings, consider the way we're working. Um, I almost feel like it's, uh, it's been easier in my, um, career because of the, I guess the general atmosphere of what we do, but, uh, I'm sure dealing with all these different types of scenarios for you. Um, you know, it's more of, um, that sort of training and stuff that you're saying you're starting from ground zero in some cases, I'm sure.
2: I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask about that. Like, what does that look like when you go into a company? Because you said usually they don't have an HR department. Yeah. So you're basically focusing on like, um, you know, maybe restructuring the way their leadership is. What What does it look like when you go in? Do you sit down with the whole team, with individuals? Tell us a little bit about what that looks yeah. like.
0: So every situation's different, right? But mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions, a lot of questions, um, you know, because... The person who's hiring me, especially in small businesses, is usually the owner. Um, mm-hmm. If they're not self-aware, it's not going to work. It, it's just not. That, yeah. I've, already, I've already learned that. Like you're, I'm already sitting there while they're talking, going, "Okay, you're part of the problem." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm to the point in my career that I actually say that, and depending on how they react, is how I'm going to move forward. Or oh, choose not that. to do it for it. It really is. So, you know, I have many people call me and say, I'm part of the problem. You know, they've usually read my book or something or something. They the already know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they already know that that I'm like, uh you, you know, my one book, uh Suck It Up Buttercups is right on the top line of the back on the back cover says you might be part of the problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: So they it. already know I'm gonna call them out on it. And uh uh-huh. if they if they're not ready for it, they we don't work together. And yeah. you know, I just had a, a new client call me the other day, and I looked up when the first time they referred were referred to me, and it was like in September. So I think we just had a conversation. I usually give them free information because I can't help myself, and yeah. then they have to think about it and like, oh, I can fix this myself. Well, you know, how many months later calls me? All right, I need your help. Okay, let's yeah, do that. yeah. <laughs>
1: you know what yeah. this reminds me of? Do you ever seen Restaurant Impossible? <laughs> Well, the reason it reminds me of that yeah, is because, it, in the same way, if the owner, manager, head person is aware that they're making the mess or they're they're contributing to it at least, there's always successful. Yeah. But when the manager is, it's everyone else's fault. They do all this work and leave, and then at the end, there's these words that say the restaurant changed back later, and they all failed and closed. Yep. So it it's interesting to me that, and I like that you just say up front, just this, like Robert is not going to work? Yeah,
2: (laughs) Irvine. Yeah, Robert Robert Irvine. Irvine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know,
0: there's some there's sometimes I'm I'm like, am I am I going to say it? And and you know, especially times of like COVID or or something going on, and you you see like money going out the door, and I'm like, I don't care, I don't care.
1: I'm. Have you ever said that and had the owner go, I am and wasn't self-aware, but now they're listening and maybe they're thinking, okay, well, that let's fix that too. Have you, have you had some? Yeah,
0: absolutely. There? Now there, you know, there are times that I, I have to tone myself down to get them to listen. Right. Of course. And so course. if I've already assessed that, okay, this person is kind of in denial and they're a sensitive person or they're this the one that's going to, you know, go off the chain and flip out. I have Bully, to. Yeah. Yeah. I usually have to, um, approach it in a different manner. Um, when I could, when I could connect their problems with their, their revenue, the ones that are the, I only care about money. They're suddenly listening.
1: Yeah. Self-aware. finances.
2: So Wendy, that thing that you do where like things are just going to come out, I call that word vomit. Yeah, yeah, I, I use that like five just, times this week. <laughs> yeah, um, it comes out, and you're just like, ah, oh, crap. I mean, you know, <laughs> should I have said it like that? But oh well, it's there now. What am I going to do about it? You but know? You've been <laughs> doing
1: this long enough now to to uh, probably see those things. And just for and forgive me if we're recapping, but when did you start this this whole working as a consultant thing? <sighs>
0: Jeez, it's been almost ten years. Wow, wow! It's been almost ten years. So I, I, uh, um, for the the you know listeners on the show, I used to work with Dan. Dan and I work in a, in a great company that you're still in. Um, Seems like
1: about two years ago, and that's the way life works. I know,
0: right? <laughs> but we did. We had we had really great leaders. Um, yes. who, even though they may have been winging it at the time, they really cared about the people, and they. Yeah. They got out of our way when necessary and got in our way when necessary. And I learned a lot from them. Um, They gave all of us chances that some of us didn't deserve. Right. And um, then during one of the recessions, uh, things changed. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else. And it was single, singly the best and worst decision of my HR career. Um, the, The worst, because I went to a horrible culture. Um, oh. the, the best, because I figured out quickly, it was a horrible culture. And I said, this is what the rest of the world is complaining about. Uh, yeah. Cause you
1: were living in a bubble in our, old I was living
0: there. in a bubble. Exactly. A very protected bubble. And, um, and then I just said, you know what? Oh, this is what everybody's talking about. And
2: I think I can go help them. And so, great-
1: sort of path for you though because yeah. coming from
2: you went from one extreme to the next. Right. But also yeah. knowing
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in that piece about the restaurant biz, or not restaurant, the uh the retail business and retail management. You got that, you've got a company you were with where the culture was great. You got a company you're with where the culture was terrible. So when you go to do this, you know you've had you can, the experience. You can recognize yeah. right away are you one or the other? Are you in between? Which one are you more like? And yep. what do you need to change it? That's cool. It's, a, yeah. it's like uh sounds like a terrible experience but it seems like it was fundamental mm-hmm. in getting you to be able to do this
0: it really was and that's why you know when i, I answered the question is the the worst and best experience of of my of my professional right. career because it brought me to where i am today um but yeah i've been doing this for almost 10 years i love it wow. um uh, right before the pandemic, the end of 2019, I started saying that I was just traveling all over the place, and you know, when you're traveling a lot, you're talking and you're doing all this stuff. But then you get home and you got to do all the work, and I was yeah. just exhausted. And I said to a friend, another uh, HR a leadership consultant, I said, "Something's got to change. Like, I can't, I can't keep this up." She's like, "Go virtual." What? and i'm like no one's going to they're not going to do it so i literally came home that night um and changed my entire website dropped my rates and announced that i was going to go virtual and i got a client that night in new york
2: amazing <laughs> oh <my laughs> that's amazing but people I, do they do love the virtual because they don't have, you know what I mean? It's less investment it, too, it's really. It's less investment. Yeah. There's, you know, you don't have to get ready and go anywhere. You are from the comfort of your office or your home. I mean, I really think, and I believe a lot of businesses, businesses because of COVID are learning now, which your company has Yeah. that, oh, people working at home is actually working out.
1: Yeah. If you're, yeah. you know, and that's the yeah. experience we've been through, but if your company is maintaining or even growing and excelling in, maybe doing better than it was, you know, before COVID. I think a lot of realization for a lot of companies is the single most important thing, or I'm sorry, the single most expensive thing in a company is usually real estate and we don't need as much now. So I love that right away. So that was almost like the, uh, the sign you needed to know this is the way to go. And is that what you've been doing ever since, or you do both in person and virtual?
0: I do. So, uh, the first Couple months of that, uh, I would say half of my clients went virtual. They're like, "Yeah, we'll go virtual, absolutely." They already trust me, we know me, all that oh, nice. stuff, and mm-hmm. drop the rates. And then I still had a few that were dragging their feet. And then COVID hit, and so no I-, I pushed you into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they they had no choice. Because- yeah, yeah,
1: push them in. I mean, yeah, yeah,
2: push them
0: in. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say ninety percent, maybe eighty five percent of my business is virtual. Um, if you want me on, on site, you're going to pay a lot more. And yeah. so, and it's usually for, so I was just down in Sarasota Thursday and Friday at a, um, a healthcare company, actually, a, um, a healthcare product company doing in-person training for first level managers. And then I'm going back, uh, in like six weeks for the, for the leaders, and it's all the same topics. It's just a little bit of a different conversation. And then we also had to do social distancing. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, but you know, it, there is something a little bit different of doing it in person, but with all the technology that we have now, like I use zoom, there's breakout rooms. So you could still have the small group conversations, um, quizzes, all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's, you know, some people just want it on site, but if I, if you do want me on site, it's going to be more expensive. However, you cannot have me on site June or July of this year because I will be traveling across the country in my
2: RV. Yeah. Let's chat. <laughs> you know, that's one of our <laughs> questions. So, well,
1: well, before we get into that, can we talk a little bit more about the public speaking? Because I I, oh, had, okay. I, sure. I had a, I had yeah. a question about, um, so your, your public speaking, how does that work virtually? Because I mean, do they just put you on a screen in front of a bunch of people, or is that that part always in person?
0: No, it's both now. Um, it's uh, you know, pre-COVID, it was always in person. That was it. They wanted you in person, and um, you had a full, you know, you usually had a, a, a breakfast, lunch, dinner, something, a conference, mm-hmm. you know, full
1: room. <laughs>
0: that all changed. Oh, sorry, going to have to oh, add that I'm out. Sorry,
1: I could, I tried, I tried. <laughs>
2: Sorry,
1: <laughs> right, so yeah, go so, ahead. I'm
0: sorry, it's okay. Pre-COVID, everything was in person. Um, Post-COVID, uh, or during COVID, that changed drastically. All the conferences were canceled, meetings canceled, and so people did move to virtual platforms. But um, that was another interesting thing. I uh, a couple of years ago, you know, after I uh, wrote my first book, I really started doing even more public speaking, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe I'll make the switch to public speaking. And I, I was in this uh, speakers group and I went to like a happy hour or something. And this, this guy, I don't even know who it was. I can't even tell you who it is right now. He pulled me aside and he said, don't make the switch completely. Make it half and half. He's like, because okay. if something happens, you're going to regret it. And yeah. I'm so glad he told me that because look, all these people that I know that only do speaking are financially in major duress oh, like, right now. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: That was good and, advice. Thank you, yeah. Guy. Whoever thank you, was. I
0: have no clue who you are, no, <laughs> no idea. But random guy in the black shirt. Thank you for telling me that. But um because of COVID, a lot of conferences went um virtual. Mm-hmm. So some conferences are half and half. So I I spoke at a conference um that was half and half, but most of the attendees actually were um virtual. So I'm like, why are we wasting our money of doing all of this? Um but yeah, I'm doing a lot of conferences now. I, I do have, you know, I actually have the speaker and the headphones that you guys have and everything.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. But if I'm doing, I do a lot of online training with a couple of companies that outsource to me, and right. I don't. I have a quieter room in my RV, and then I have That's a right. backdrop too. So, but it's yeah. kind of it's like a corner of my bedroom. And it's kind of boring back there, so I only do it when I have to.
2: Sure, <laughs> oh, nice. I you. Now. <laughs> I'm curious about when you do the speaking engagements, is that something you're invited to or do you do you find places that you'd like to speak at? How does it work? Because I'm not completely clear on that.
0: There's both. There's There's, a lot of platforms that speakers can join and then um, conferences or whoever can find speakers there for a fee, fee. Most of mine are referrals. Um, you know, when I, when I started going down the road of, oh, do I want to be, you know, only doing speaking, I quickly realized that I didn't really enjoy that because I like to share, oh, this just happened yesterday with one of my clients, mm. you know, and this is how you yeah. can handle it. Like, I like to share real life experiences that I am intimately familiar with. So I'm not just giving, you know, a line to people.
2: Yeah, or a lecture. Yeah, yeah, our
0: lecture. Yeah. So I, I realize like I, don't, I don't want to just be a speaker. Um, mm-hmm. And there's many speakers that are just phenomenal, and they get paid a lot of money. But I just, I really like being in the guts of the of the drama, and yeah. uh, you yeah. know, helping leaders and managers. I love when I see a manager, especially a new manager, go, "Hey, I use that
2: tool and I fixed it." Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Oh, no so it's usually like management or, or the leaders of a company that you're kind of, um, uh, giving those speeches to, or. Yeah. Are you and trying to be, is it motivational? Is it, um, more to try to correct something? Like what is it? What does one of your typical, um. I'm not a big, um, uh,
0: motivational speaker. I'm like, I'm more of, Hey, this is how you fix this problem. First of all, you grab oh, a mirror. Okay. You know, you grab a mirror, <laughs> yeah. figure out how you've caused it, and then you go apologize. And then this is what you do, you know, depending on what the issue is. So, um, okay. you know,
2: that might motivate people. I don't know. But, yeah.
0: you know, I don't. Kind of like don't.
2: self-reflection. Like you're yeah. getting them to take a, a good, long, hard look at themselves and, and admit some flaws that they may have possibly, yeah. which yeah. is a hard thing for most of us to do. <laughs> and,
1: you know, I, oh, I agree. But I think, the of course, you have other scenarios where it's not the leader. I guess the leader has enabled the problem by, Mm -hmm. even if they're not, you know, otherwise part of it, you have to dig in and say, okay, well, this, this is part of the problem. It's, it's this staff member or Mm -hmm. is it, is it ever like that? Like it's. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I, am in the workplace. You you know, you just, you get two people in a room or in a virtual room and there's something's bound to go wrong. And it's not, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily anybody's fault. It's just maybe the way, you know, the person a communicated or did not communicate to person B and yeah. then how did person B assume that was supposed to go or they assumed, um, oh, they didn't That's tell awful. me this because yeah, because they, they don't like me or whatever. So a lot of, a lot of, um, training that I also do is managing up. So it's not just about managing down, but it's a, how do you manage mm-hmm. up? Because yeah. The person above you is still a human being, and how yeah. do we lear- how do we learn what What's the what's the thing that we always say? We learn by failing, yeah,
2: by making mistakes,
1: yeah. and
0: mm-hmm. then for some reason, as a manager, we're mad when our employees
2: make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, so we used to um some a term that we always used in in the retail side was coaching in the moment. Yeah, If you see your employees doing something wrong, don't wait till their review to tell them they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Coach in that moment, because they're not going to know they're doing it wrong until, you know, the end of the year. Don't and they're going keep that doing long. it
1: wrong until then. Yeah. Right.
2: You know, correct yeah. the problem right then. Then if they continue and continue, they're just, they're just not getting it. Like something is up. They're just I, being rebellious or just, you know, whatever it is, but coach right in that moment, as soon as you see something doing them, you know, and, Don't do it harshly. Just, you know, redirect, show them the right way, and then keep observing. And
1: that's communication.
2: Communication. That's That's it. And and it's also a few other things on that
0: is uh, also do it privately if possible. um, Because, you know, criticism is actually not feedback. And uh, there are scientific studies done that criticism actually smothers our brain. And so when you're criticizing people over and over again, you know, I I always use the this this uh, silly analogy, uh, you know, okay, you just got a French speaking client and now you need your employee to speak French. Well, you criticizing yeah. them and telling them they don't know how to speak French isn't going to help them. They're yeah. not yeah. going to come back and say, okay, now I know how to speak French. No, you need to get them training or, you know, get somebody else to do it. And then you mentioned about reviews. I am probably the only HR person I know that hates reviews. Yeah. Oh, I really? reviews are completely useless. Um, and here's the reason why. The reason why is because most people wait eleven months and thirty days to say like something.
1: Said, yeah. Yes.
0: And yes. it's like if if your company does do annual reviews, and I don't call them performance reviews, I call them employee reviews because they should be performance and behavior. Behavior yeah. is usually what gets us in mm-hmm. trouble, not performance. But yeah. if your employee de- or your employer does do annual reviews, and and like some employers have to because they might have a government contract or it's, or a public organization's a lot of their yeah. um, their bylaws say you have to have a re- annual review. That's fine, but it should just be a recap of your quarterly reviews or your monthly yeah. reviews. Yes, be no yes.
2: surprise that hey, I'm not doing good. <laughs> Yeah, we used you know to what? do, I used to do touch bases with yeah, my, yeah. it wasn't even necessarily required by, you know, my higher ups, but I just like once a month wanted to know, Yeah. you know, make sure everything was running smooth. Well,
1: that, I think that lands right in line with what you're saying, Wendy, not to sound like I have it all zipped up, but for me, annual reviews, which I'm required to do with my staff have always been easy because there are no surprises. I feel like it's just going, yep, yeah, you're still doing good. Yep. Yeah, you still got that thing. Oh, you're mm-hmm. doing better on the thing we talked about, but I feel like. It's almost a betrayal of the trust that they have in you to go, I've been noticing something for six months and I'm going to tell you about it now. It's like, dude, why didn't you tell me that six months yeah. ago? Why didn't so, you tell
2: me the moment you saw me do it?
1: <laughs> so I'm with you. For me, <laughs> annual reviews are easy because it's like, yeah, you already know this. We already talked about this. We're all yeah. good with it. And you know what I mean? It's quick. Especially
2: done. us who think we're doing everything perfectly and great. You know, <laughs> me. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. This lady. Yeah, I'm great at this. Woohoo. You know, because but I, I need to know right then I need to correct it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because everybody could read minds,
0: right? Right, <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly. Um, so how did all of this lead to writing the books that you've written? You've got two books written. The first one is Suck It Up, Buttercup. I love, love the title. I love the title of the second one, too, but we're not going to say that yeah, one. Yeah, that's not. okay.
0: Yeah, so this is my first book, Suck It Up, Buttercup, yep. Be a Leader, yep. People Will Follow. So, um, you know, I was doing a lot of speaking, a lot of coaching, all this stuff. And somebody said, you need to write a book. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. they're like, you need to write a book. Okay, I put it, that was, that's it. I was just like, was I'm going to do hit. it. <laughs> yeah. So I, sh- I shared that goal with one or two people who held me accountable. Uh, a friend of mine um, actually was in, is in the book writing business. And so she helped me create a plan, a backward plan, which oh, nice. I, I vo- avoided promptly until literally, <laughs> um, you know, days before the deadline. Uh, so what I was doing is every time I was out speaking and I got like great feedback, I would literally go into my car driving away from that uh, conference or training and I did talk to text and record it um recorded words and then I would just email yeah. it to myself or I bought this little recorder and then I would record what I was excited about and then you know, it. did that for like a couple months and then I had to dissect all of it and figure out what it was I trying to say here?
1: How do I store? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so um yeah, I wanted to make sure it was super uh, easy to read, small. And mm-hmm. I also, because I say suck it up, buttercup a lot, I wanted it to be suck it up, buttercup. And so the people who say that are usually jerks. I mean, and they're saying it, they're usually saying it because, you know, they're like, oh, suck it up, buttercup. You You can get through this or, you know, deal with it. And so I'm like, okay, when you open the book, you're going to be in shock because it's actually against you. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I need to read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, say we, I say deal with it a lot. But like, that's, just but get that's, over it. Just freaking deal with it. Like, that's why think- you, you need to read it. <laughs> I need to read it. Yeah, I, it's funny because we I've had this conversation with like multiple people at work. I've had it here. Um, it about... not. About anxiety, we're we're talking about anxiety and how to me everybody in the world has anxiety, right now or always has anxiety about something, and I don't understand it because I don't have it. I've never had anxiety, right, and so I really need to become more empathetic towards yeah. people who have anxiety because I- you know what I would say to them: "Suck it up, Buttercup." Well, I think it's the real world; it's going to eat you alive. Like this is how I think, but I I want to have some, you know. um empathy towards it you know what i mean like it's just it's really hard for me
1: well, i think that's why that book seems like it's good for because we all say that in some category anything <laughs> oh, yeah. that we're like are you kidding me dude
2: if it's something you can handle but somebody else can't handle right. it you're like what Come or
1: on. if you think it should have gone a different way as it relates to business like you know i wanted it to go this way you wanted to go that way i'm in charge suck it up so yeah
0: uh uh-huh. so, here, so, let, let, let me read you the back cover a little bit okay Here's really yeah okay Suck it up, buttercup. You might be part of the problem. Dominant direct leaders who don't get emotional get the job done, right? Take charge and <laughs> cut to the chase, right? Other people who allow their emotions to get in the way of business need to just suck it up, right?
1: <laughs> wrong. Oh, wow. I love
0: and that it, it says wrong. Yeah, and then it basically says, you know, that Wendy Sellers is often heard saying suck it up, buttercup, but the phrase is taken off and taken a whole new meeting in the past. It was directed at what she believed were inept employees. Now it is directed the true root cause inept leaders. So yeah. okay, you know, that's it. kind of, yeah. And, you know, um, in, in my, in my book, uh, in both of my books, I talk about, um, personality, per, uh, styles and then personality traits as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I am a huge believer in the disc personality scale.
2: And so I was going to it, ask what that was because I saw that on the website.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it it changed my life. It changed my life when I, you know, did this. Geez, oh, I don't even know. Maybe fifteen years ago. And so there's, mm-hmm. um, there's four categories, and there's a lot of different other like, um, assessments, and they're all they're all similar, um, but they just be they're
2: called something else. So this, Is this one, the one that has like action harmony, no.
0: No, that's another one. This one is dominant, influential, supportive, or uh, conscientious. And so, you know, if you do a circle, there's uh, on the top is D and I, and they're very fast paced. And then on the bottom is the S and the C, and they're more methodical in their decision making. Right there alone is a clash.
2: Yeah. if,
0: If you have the I and then the S, they're feelings first, and then the other two are facts first. So those clash. So yeah. I'm I'm a solid D off the circle, nowhere close to slow, nowhere close to feelings. That's where um, I am. Yeah, that's where I am too. That's
1: why we're so lucky with all that, but yeah. not not everybody is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely, and so it it really makes me. Um, that's the first thing I do when I'm talking to somebody, even in my personal life. I'm I don't even think I know I'm doing it. I'm just assessing, like, okay, how does this per- person prefer to? Um, this conversation to go. Do I need to talk about their family? Do I need to chit chat? Do I need to get to the, oh, wow. to the chase to, you know, and, and then now you have one employee. Now you have two employees. Now you have five employees. Now you have 30 employees. And you're like, oh boy, my head's spinning. And so oh I, you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've had some wow. clients where I've done the training, even when I do the unofficial training and they don't get the official assessments that they literally go and create signs and put them on everybody's cube or now on their Mm -hmm. zoom profile. And, you know, they, they have fun with it. So they can go, okay, we're going to make this crystal clear of how we like to be communicated with.
2: Oh, wow. Um,
1: I wish you could do that in real life. Just walking around with a sign or.
2: Yeah. They do that at the place I work. They, when I first went in for my interview, they, you know, had me rate myself like what I was and I'm like reading the thing and I'm like well, there was like an action and a harmony. And I put those two as like the two. Cause I, I do like it to be very, um, like everybody getting along at work and just do your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm action. I'm like the D right. Like go, go, yep. there's no feelings involved at work. Like, let's just like do yeah. your job, you know, like just move along. There's no, <laughs> crying,
1: in right. there's no yeah. crying in baseball.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And there's also with the, with the D's there's get it done now. And then we go, Oh, we should probably research that a little bit. And the S's and C's are going,
2: Oh, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. This is, is this is incredibly enlightening yeah. for me. But not it's, just
2: it's nice to know though how it, and this is something you do as a team so that everybody knows how everybody else yeah. likes to communicate. Yeah, so you know that person, you better give them some details when you send them an email. Because if you just say, Hey, can you get that thing done I told you about? What? What are you talking yeah. about? You need to detail it out because they want the specifics. That's like you. You do like that. You know, yeah. you want the specifics, you know. So or I have to know why
1: I'm why yeah. I'm doing something. I'm not, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So well, I I think, love- I think everybody should everybody should know why
0: they're being told to do something unless it's super confidential. Then that's when you say, I'm sorry, I can't tell you, but I need this done. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Or if you're in a top secret business, but Every, the days of do it because I told you so. Yeah, good luck with that. As yeah, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. work with your kids. It's not going to work with your employees. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. We're in the information yeah. age, and if you can't provide information about somebody's job, grab a mirror. You are part yeah. of the problem. Yeah, I
1: love that <laughs> because also I think it is for me. It's it's you know I I hold a management position, but as an employee of my manager. I, it's my reputation. Like I'm not going to just go do something. I need to have an understanding here because Mm -hmm. if I get questioned or if I question myself as to why I'm doing it, I need to know what those answers are and I need to feel good about it. So, um, yeah, I agree with you there. I I think this is enlightening for me, even just like in your personal life with your family or your kids or whatever, because I am in the D category too. And I tend to get irritated when it's too touchy feely and, emotional support kind of, I just, I've never been a person that knows how to deal with that very well, as you know. So, um, it's interesting to, to,
2: and I'm a very much just get over it. Yeah. Just suck it. Just please. But it's interesting to, (laughs) to
1: hear that you just can't, you simply can't, I would love a world where we could do that. Yeah. And it just worked. But there you are wish personalities. everybody could
2: wear a little tag. That's what right? I was saying. With the yeah, w- like which a little. Are
1: you D I S Which yeah. one are you?
2: World would be so much better, so much of a better place. You're like I you, mean, if you studying it. In it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you're a leader or business owner listening to this, you you can do it at work, right? You mm-hmm. can say, "Hey, we're going to do this assessment," and um, you know, it's 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 just an amazing, amazing tool. So in in my book, uh, Suck It Up Buttercup, I talk about that, and then in my other book, I talk about introvert uh, extrovert and ambivert. And, you know, yeah. there's, um, there's all that you got to take into consideration. Yeah. But one of the things that I do 100% of the time, every day of my life with my clients, and then in both of my books is talk about company values. I mentioned before oh, I that, yeah, I mentioned before that, like, I don't believe in performance reviews. I believe in performance and behavior reviews and okay. the behavior comes from the company values. Yes. So if You need a some if you don't have a formal set of company values, then you do not have a formal set of behavior, and so get it. Uh, My second book, which we will not discuss the title because there's a curse word (laughs) in it, uh, literally has a step by step how to create your company values based uh, through an employee based committee. So you can buy the book on both of the books on Amazon, just search my name, Wendy Sellers. And you can um, learn on your own how to do a company set of company values. And then what do I do with that? And you use it in everything from hiring to feedback sessions, to formal reviews, informal reviews, all the way to um, retirement or termination, whichever comes first.
1: The only thing I wanted to add on top of that about the values is I still have a copy of our old family rules pinned up in my office, but I've cut the company name off the top of it because I just, we're not that company anymore. And it's not the same. They were called our family rules. And it was a play on word, like our family rules and our family rules. And it was really good stuff. Just like when he's saying, like, I remember one of them was do what you say you're going to do. Yep. It's that simple. It's yeah. that simple. And I just loved that. And I love that um, that's something you promote because I would agree if you don't, we can assume that we know what our employees, you know, values are as it relates to their position in the company, but we're probably going to assume wrong if we right. haven't. So, if you
2: haven't established something. Yeah, definitely.
1: So I love yeah. that you, um, yeah. that's still in play and maybe it started that with there with you too. I don't know. You probably have no, the right
2: yeah, I did it. Did. Oh, yeah. very cool. Very cool. Very nice. So earlier you said that, you know, you travel in an RV yes. and that you'll be traveling cross-country soon. So I wanted to um talk about it a little bit because that's our dream. Like that's what we want to do eventually when the kids have moved out and we're ready to, you know, retire and yeah. just travel around. It sounds like just so amazing. Um, how did that start? And also, when you are traveling, do you work in different states? Because you seem like somebody that can never stop talking about what you do. Yeah. You so yeah, do you clients in other states as you're traveling or do you take that as real downtime? Like, how are you working this RV lifestyle? So I've been living in my RV for about four and a half years
0: now. It was wow. supposed to be a temporary situation till I figure out where I wanted to live. Um, you know, and I, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's four and a half years temporary. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to traditional housing. I absolutely love it. It, um, it is not for everybody at all. Uh, you know, I live by myself with, uh, currently with a adopted rescue cat. And so if Mm -hmm. I had another human being in here all the time, I don't know if I could handle it. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, so you two better really like each other. We're We're going to rent one. We're We're
1: going to take trial runs to see how we
0: do. (laughs) Yeah, definitely rent one. Um, so, uh, for the past four and a half years, I've been working out of my RV. It's, it's my office as well, but I was, I I'm like, I'm permanently in a location. I was in a Sanford for a while at a really cool place. And then. Um, but because I was traveling by car all the time too, the um, all the construction on 46 was just it, it was right. mind-boggling yeah, and stressful. Right. So I decided to move an hour away, and I live in um, Sumter County in Wildwood, Florida, by the villages next to Leesburg, at a tiny park up here on a lake. And it helped me do a few things. It helped me say no to meetings on-site meetings. Um, This was even before I was virtual. It helped me um, pull myself away from all these organizations that I was in that while they were great, they just suck the life out of me and the time. And so because mm-hmm. I was like, oh I'm sorry, I I live in a different, you know, county, several yeah. counties yeah. away now.
1: Easier and to then, say no. Yeah.
0: Much yeah. easier to say no. Um and then again it helped me realize I need to go virtual. So I, you know, I'm I'm permanently parked here. And so I have internet, you know, you know, it's all through a cord and everything. Now I was just on the road as a I, I took my RV last week on a road, a road trip for a week. Cause I haven't moved it for almost a year because of COVID. Sure. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take it on the road. I'm going to work from it, from my RV in some other place where I don't have, you know, an actual hard um, wired internet.
1: Yes. And
0: then I'm going to see what breaks and my RV in the meantime, because now I'm going to be taking it, you know, for two months straight. So things yeah. broke, things happened. Uh huh. Got through it. Um, you know, definitely. I have a long list of items I need to buy. Consider where I was; they didn't have internet, and they didn't. There was no Wi-Fi, so I have uh, unlimited on my phone. Um, mobile hotspot. Well, that ran out in three days.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow! With video, sure.
2: Well, it was it was good to discover all these things. Before you go on the long haul, right? But again,
1: just like you said at the beginning that you do, you prepared for, I mean, you, in your mind, at least you prepared, things are going to break, but I hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So I just made sure last week that I didn't have any, um, live trainings or any recorded trainings that would be like an audio glitch. Um, and so then now I, now I have like, okay, now I have some other backup plans. What I'm going to do for when I, so I'm going to take my RV again in a couple, like maybe in a month to now. Okay. Now that we broke these things, let's take it again and see what else we got to do. Um, and then I'm going to go from June to July, um, to California and then July to, to like the month of July back. So I'm pretty much skirting oh, nice. the the bottom of the United States. Um, yeah. And I'll be working from the road. I was only going to go for a month. And then since COVID and I was able to work virtually almost, you know, 100% of the time. I said, let me just take my time and go for two months um, so that I'm not rushing. So hopefully I can go to a city and work for like half a day and then play for a day, you know, and and take my time a little bit. And then I'm just going to have to plan some things out where where I'm if I'm doing um, live or record it. Trainings that I'm in in a place that actually has internet.
2: Yeah,
1: interesting. You know, it that, just sounds amazing it, to
2: it, us. Though being in a different spot whenever
1: you want, it really does. And when you talk about, it's funny because you're talking about the exact things that me as an IT techie nerd, you Would know,
2: be thinking
1: about. I, I, we're, <laughs> I you know, I'm thinking. We're going to have to get some sort of little satellite or something because I have to be able to have internet access wherever we are. We're
2: going to look like some of those conspiracy people (laughs) that like have a huge satellite on top of the RV so that, you know, we can always have
1: access. Right. But I, you know, in all honesty, just hearing you talk about how what you do and don't have, because my vision has been, and, you know, I guess the reality of it will be what it is once we try it out. But my vision has been, even in the job role I have now before COVID, much like yourself, I was already at least 75% out of the office, traveling to other offices, maybe the rest of the time and a little bit of the time in my actual office. So very similar to you, my thought is during the week, wherever we are, I will work just like I normally do. I'm in meetings and calls and video stuff all day long. Then during the weekend, like at the end of the day, Friday, maybe end early on a Friday, we drive to wherever we're going, whether it's an hour away Mm -hmm. or 10 hours away or 20 hours away, find a place to park. And that's where we are for at least the next week, maybe the next few months working during the week, like normal, back it up, do it again. But that internet thing is part of the uh, thing I've talked about where I'm like, is that going to be a concern? That? It yeah. is. It so. definitely
0: is a concern in the, in the, um, most RV resorts, you're going to have some kind, you're, you're going to have cable, but you're not necessarily going to have mm. hard cu- uh, wired internet because then you got to, you know, that's, that's like here, it's like spectrum, you know. It's not yeah. that they're not
1: gonna the give only. you a Wi-Fi password or something instead. But don't it's think? a
0: share, it's a shared Wi-Fi and you're not That's- gonna be able to do live stream on it. You're only gonna be able to, you know, do things that are slow. So I'm just preparing my clients, like no no official trainings, you know, all the unofficial impromptu zoom stuff, whatever for June and July. Yeah. Um, because I'm just learning this past week. I'm not going to have internet. It's not going to work. Um, you know, but, uh, well, it's good the other- that you
2: have flexible clients like that yeah. that are like, okay, we got yeah.
0: it. And, you know, most people don't like to do trainings in the summer anyways, because that's when a lot of their employees take time off. Yeah. So, um, advice consulting, things like that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. Um, it's, uh, when I first got my RV, I, I did get a trailer. So I, I, uh, you know, brought a vehicle with me, but I've, I've since, for, you know, got a new car and got rid of my Jeep. And I'm like, nope, it's just, it's going to be a bicycle. And I realized also last week that I am
2: severely out of shape. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's relatable.
2: So, so time, time to pick it up, pick up the pace. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yes. So as we're wrapping up, Wendy, what's next for the HR lady?
2: Oh boy,
0: what's next? Um, you know, I just want to help as many people as possible um whether they're an employer or they're they're a you know a person who wants to become a supervisor or manager or leader um i really don't want to write another book no i really don't um you know i'm i'm hoping i'm working on right now doing uh releasing a video um effective people management video courses but they're going to be very short 30 minutes down and dirty and very 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 affordable for anybody who wants to who wants to you know download them so i'm hoping to have oh. that um first three sessions out in the next couple weeks
1: so how how did you record those did you record those there or
0: yeah yeah just going to record them um i have uh, i'll probably just do a a Zoom recording, or I also have a video system, Camtasia. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm the, familiar. Where you, where you can edit it and everything, but yeah, right. I find I find best that um, I just gotta record it via like a Zoom, a Zoom live with or without an audience because. I just do better with that. Like when I, when I've done it in the past, I'm like, Oh, edit this, edit that. I'm like, no, 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 this is raw and yeah. I just want it to be super cheap, super affordable. What I find is that a lot of uh, leadership training is um, it. I mean, it's great. I do it for other companies that sell it, mm-hmm. but there's all these credits involved and and people often take them because they want the credits for their licensing yeah. where that's not who I want to help. I want to help the average Jill or Jack or whoever to mm-hmm. say, hey, I want to climb the ladder or I'm being forced to, or I have employees driving me nuts and I need help. Yeah. It's fixing and, a problem.
1: Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it, yeah.
0: fixing a problem. That's it. And um, I just, to the point, I'm like, okay. So I have somebody helping me with that, with the the um, the you know the design and development part, but that should be mm-hmm. out in the next couple of weeks. That's what's Excellent. next.
2: Awesome. that's awesome so if anyone um listening is interested where can they find you wendy so the best place to find me is on
0: linkedin um i'm on there every day all day all the time can't help myself um i'm on all the social medias but linkedin is probably the best because you, you can message me without having to connect with me if you're not comfortable doing that and then the hrlady.com
2: all right and what it. about your social media is it the hrlady.com as well Yeah, is it HR lady?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you could just Google the the HR lady, and I'm on. Um, you know, I'm on all of them: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all over the place.
1: And as always, if you're listening, you can just scroll down your podcast Mm -hmm. player or on YouTube, and all the links will be in the description of the show, so you don't really have to even look it up. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. This has been great. And we appreciate you taking some time on your Sunday. I was just very informative for me. I feel like just in the interview, I've gotten advice I can use in my professional and personal life. And we wish you continued success.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm off to a Dollar General to do some shopping. (laughs) All
1: right. (laughs)
2: right. Well, have a beautiful Sunday and we will talk to you soon. Take care. (laughs)
1: All right, thanks, Wendy.
2: All right, guys, and hold on for a brief moment, and we will be right back after this break. All right. Everybody, welcome back and we hope you enjoyed that very informative talk with wendy sellers the aka the hr lady that was I'm,
1: super educational for yeah, me
2: and i love that she's um trademarked the name because that is smart really cool. Everybody knows her as the HR lady. I love it she has passion for it. she's just trying to help people and she has a pretty cool lifestyle set up there to be able to do it. I love that she RVs around the country I do too that's our, that's
1: our dream you know so that part yeah. was interesting to talk to her yeah. about too
2: I, I really really love that but Me too. Um, yeah so it was a good it was a good chat.
1: It really was. So
2: um, this will air after my Christmas party that I had.
1: It, wills. You it will. You can talk about but that.
2: Yeah, so we finally got to get together for our um, company Christmas dinner, a little late, but that's okay. Um, and we had a really nice uh, dinner at Fleming's with our whole team. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Win Styles, Shanta at Win Styles, right here in Apopka, because I'm not a fashion diva, but I stopped in and she helped me pick out a very nice shirt. For the, uh, I did have to go elsewhere to buy pants because I told her she needs to sell pants for short people. (laughs) (laughs) We have this chat every time I'm in there. I'm like, you know, I, yeah, I have to get them hemmed. I love them, but when am I going to get it? Let's, let's face it. Do we see stuff hanging in my closet that I've,
1: I know I'm the same way, but yeah, yeah, you looked great. So that was a nice outfit. I love that
2: shirt. And what I loved about her is that, um, I picked out two black shirts to try on and she's like, usually I only let people pick out one of the same color. So she was trying to encourage me to, you know, get add more. Something yeah. Else in. So
1: like to do what? Sorry. I so, to to
2: add something else besides oh, yeah. black into the, um, the fitting room. But yeah, if you guys want some cute fashion, make sure to check out Win styles right here in a popkin. We'll put a link in the show notes to it as well. And then one more thing that I wanted to shout out is I got a message from Charlie Pioli. He runs O-Town Compost down in Orlando.
1: Yes. We've had him on the show before. Yes.
2: And they just added more zip codes to their composting service. Oh, nice. So I'm going to share the zip codes. I think it's mainly kind of the Lake Mary Longwood area. Right. So hopefully they'll be coming to our area soon. He added, he put another note in that. This area would be interested. Um, so we have 32779, 32771, 32746, 32750, 32701,
1: 32773, which I think is Sanford. Wow,
2: they added a lot more. So he added a lot more area. He's growing, That's he's awesome. getting people to compost their food scraps and making a lot less food go into the dumps i can't get it out whatever stop laughing at me anyway charlie thank you for what you do for our community and um hopefully our zip code will be added in there soon i hope so too yeah you guys check out um o-town compost
1: yeah and i you know i had just one quick thing i wanted to mention i think we did a commercial episode or two ago for them but i wanted to mention look no more barbecue rub right now they are so popular that they uh are
2: selling out they're
1: selling out so i know new stock is coming Mm -hmm. but we've tried it on a few different things now and it's so good and i can't wait to try it on maybe some smoking some ribs for like slow smoking ribs but it's look no more barbecue rub that's uh put a link in the show notes here but it's look Mm -hmm. no more with two o's in the word more so like their last name i love it very creative Mm -hmm. yeah good stuff small business help support them try it out And if you enjoy it, go to the website and let them know that you heard about it here on the show.
2: Yeah. And I think
1: that's it for now.
2: Well, that's it except for guys, if you enjoy the show, please make sure you subscribe. And then a rating and a review would be wonderful. We very much appreciate it. It helps us become more visible to those in the community and even farther everywhere. Really.
1: Oh, and you know, it's a good opportunity to thank those of you that have done that since we started saying that or seeing some new reviews come in. Thank you so much. If you do a rating review, a uh, rating or a review. Mm. It's most helpful for us if you do that on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't have an Apple device, you can do it on the Apple Podcast website. And I'll yeah. put a link in the show notes for that, too.
2: Oh, great. And guys, give us a call at 407-490-3899 or email us at feedback at findanddangy.com if you would be interested on in being on the show or if you know of a nonprofit or a local business or artist, author. Um or someone that is very talented that you just think would be a good fit for the show. We'd love to have them on.
1: We would. And we also want to remind you guys of something else. We used to say this at the end of every show and somehow I think we we didn't, we don't say it at the end of every show anymore, but we really want to start doing it again. We just want you to stop and think for a minute, what are you doing in your own life to help people in your community, to help people when you're out and about, you know, you can do everything from volunteering your time to, giving money or raising money. But if that's a little off the scope for you, it could be as simple as just being kind to people when you're out and about smiling people, hold the door. You know, it's like um, everything you do could help someone's life in some way, even if you're just helping them for the day.
2: That's right. Just a little smile. Like you said, that can really change somebody's day. Sometimes they could have been having a bad day and you were kind and smiled at them. And they're like, wow, okay."
1: there's now at this time of COVID, when we're recording this, everyone's wearing a mask. Smile so,
2: with your eyes. Smile with your eyes. <laughs> Give them a thumbs or up. say hello. Yes. You know what I mean? Something that that they can
1: hear. But the time will come when we're not wearing masks again. And maybe you're listening to this episode then, but yeah, you know, the, the sentiment right. is the same.
2: That's right. And guys, all of our social media, you can find us under Fine and Danji. And we just appreciate each and every time you tune in to listen. And we love helping local, small Family-owned businesses or local artists—you know who we love to um, help bring exposure to—and we want to keep on doing it. And hundredth episode is coming up, so we're super excited for that. Yes. And also remember, at the end, each
1: and every day, it's, it's all fine and dandy. Got to get a smile picture with Wendy. You want to smile? Though? I'll still this on video. All right. Good deal.
2: Hey, guys. Welcome back. And we hope you enjoyed that very informative talk. Informative?